Well, thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Happy to, happy to do it. Oh, that's correct. I will be. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the big three O. That's right. And about uh, yeah, and about oh gosh, I guess it's about seven months. Yeah. I mean, don't get ahead of yourself, but yeah. No, actually, you know, I um, you know, true. It's interesting. I think I um. Yeah, I don't. I don't approach thirty with a whole lot of hesitation or a whole lot of um, uh, trepidation. Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, I've ridden the twenties uh, roller coaster for all it's worth. Um, uh, yeah, certainly done a lot of things, pursued a lot of different avenues, obviously, as you know. And uh, yeah, no, I think I'm definitely ready to ease into thirty. I'm not going to make more out of it than it is. I mean, it, it is just a number. Uh, yeah, but nevertheless, I hope it's a somewhat of a transition to a little more. Uh, if not a more linear lifestyle, at least one that has a little more tranquility to it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, in a way, yeah. I mean, I think that every I think that every new venture does teach you something, and and you know, one of the things I realize, even as I look back and at the roller coaster that you know, my 20s has been, certainly professionally since college, I, you know, in the moments, uh, Drew, when I'm honest with myself, I really, I really do remember that each experience has taught me something. I mean, I haven't always liked uh, what I've learned or what each experience has taught me. I mean, I think um, embracing, you know, learning something and embracing what you, what you learn or, you know, can be two entirely different things. It's like making a decision versus having the strength to carry it out. I mean, there there is a fine line that I think, um, yeah, that I think a lot of people overlook. I mean, I, I haven't necessarily liked everything my 20s um, has taught me, uh, but it has, have the lessons been, been incredibly formative and been incredibly um, valuable? I mean, absolutely. I mean, in my honest moments, I can say yes. And that had I not taken any one of those ventures when I did, um, I wouldn't have learned half of what I did, if if anything. So, yeah, sure. No, it's, it's a, no, it's a great question. I think, you know, honestly, I think the, well, the hardest venture, I think, out of Louisiana, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, and, yeah, I mean, I think the hardest was Louisiana. Uh, not only because it was, yeah, I was fairly well-traveled throughout the country. I mean, I've always had family and friends in a lot of different um, in a lot of different areas and time zones. But, uh, yeah, Louisiana in the Deep South was, you know, it was foreign to me as somebody with Northeast roots who'd grown up in Denver. And, you know, those are two very transplant cities. I mean, I'd been exposed to a lot of people in both of those places. But, yeah, the South was something new. And I think especially if you're any minority, whether you have a disability or you're yeah, or you're black or you're gay or, you know, certainly if you're Jewish or you're Muslim, um, I think it, it can just be very hard to find your place in general. But, you know, on top of that, I mean, I was entering I was entering the seminary for the first time. Um, <laughs> you know, I joke that entering the seminary the second time is easier and, and so is leaving. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but it's I, no. I think you know it's when you enter the seminary, and certainly when you enter a religious order, uh, you are taking on a whole different lifestyle. And yeah, you not only take a vow of obedience, but you're away. You're you know by compulsion during that those periods, you're away from your family, you're away from your friends, and you really you know get exposure of you know get a taste of what it's like to take on an order as your family and. Yeah, that's different. I mean, I think in in retrospect, you know, it's valuable um, insofar as as subsequent endeavors outside of seminary, subsequent new endeavors were, you know, comparatively pretty easy. Um, I remember remember when I went to grad school in Phoenix um, at the Walter Cronkite School at ASU, you know, my my dad dropped me off at, at the apartment that I was, student apartment that I was in downtown, and he said, well... He said, this is it. I guess I'll see you in about 10, 10 or 12 weeks. And uh, yeah, I'd been to college out of state, obviously. But I, I remember thinking, you know, even with that aside, that's it. This is cake. I mean, yeah, I'm moving to another city. I'm, I'm, I'm off on a new venture. But I can still, I still can still visit my family whenever I want. Uh, there's no vow of obedience. Uh, yeah, I can call them whenever I want. There are no restrictions on my electronics. There are no... Um, communal mandates. I mean, I'm literally just going to grad school. My lifestyle is exactly the same. And, yeah, you know, it, it is a different dynamic. And, and I think, uh, you know, relative to the to the change in your life that happens when you enter the seminary, I think any of the lay transitions, certainly relating to jobs, are, are relatively straightforward. I mean, you know, I think some people mistakenly equate leaving the seminary with, you know, um, just getting another job. And I think, you know, on some level, you know, people um, make comparisons in proportion to what they can relate to, but that's grossly understated. I mean, I think entering and leaving the seminary is by no means akin to simply starting a new job. Um, not to belittle starting a new job. I mean, that has its, <laughs> as, I, you know, as I can attest, it's, it has its stresses and its and its challenges, but it's yeah no I wouldn't say it's at all in the same league as as entering a religious order or departing I mean that's really a whole change in lifestyle and yeah and I think it really does change the trajectory of your life um, in ways that are you know um, emotionally uh, more of a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was tough. It was tough. And I, I think that, um, no, it's a natural question. And my dating resume has never been as expansive as, you know, as most people, um, certainly without a disability. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I have, I have, I do consider myself lucky in that, in that realm. I mean, I, I certainly, certainly never dated while I was in the seminary, um, unlike some, um, yeah, some have, and I, you know, tried to stay true to my vow of celibacy, and I never, you know, I was never a whippersnapper in that regard. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have, um, I can, I've, I've dated, um, you know, a few fine women, and I, yeah, and it's, and it's been, you know, for the most part, it's actually they've been really, 
you know, fairly wholesome experiences. I haven't really, um, I haven't looked back on any of them and said, oh, you know, I really wish that hadn't occurred. And that's certainly, yeah, not the case with every everything in my life. But I, I, I've been fortunate. All of the dating um, experiences that I had, you know, they've haven't lasted, you know, terribly long, which is why I, I often don't talk about them at length. Um, uh, yeah, they've none of them have lasted longer than about fourteen months, and. You know, I tend to think that relationships that don't last longer than a year aren't really... They're significant to you, but significant to the larger picture, I'm not really sure. But I've, um... Yeah, I've remained friends with all of the ones that I have dated, and I think that, that that's rare. Um, you know, I, I consider I've dated three or four, and all of them are still are still very good friends. And I... That's not common, obviously, with, with a lot of people. Um, I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think that in the case of two of them, um, Drew, just to be honest, it's it's pretty... Um, I had an advantage insofar as they knew going into the relationship that I was discerning the priesthood. Uh, they didn't know at the time that I was going to apply. They didn't know how that was going to turn out. But I think there was, you know, in the back of their minds, just, yeah, an awareness that it might that it might be cut short or that it, or that it might not... Um, yeah, that it might not end in the usual bells and whistles format because of that that calling, and so um, that that was a different dynamic, and I think also just cerebral palsy uh, was a different dynamic. I wasn't as adamant about necessarily making it long term, and I think they had those same feelings. They did have those same feelings, and you know that makes it that I don't know if it makes it easier. Um, it certainly makes you know remaining. Um, friendly with the person afterward, I think a lot more realistic. Um, if you go in with different expectations, and, and you're likely to come out with um, a different dynamic to the you know to the relationship and the, and the friendship going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Cong- yeah, Congressman Tony Quello. Yep, uh, he is. Yeah, he's a he's a con- he's a Democratic congressman from California, and he's the author of the ADA. And uh, just to you know, I think that, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's special. Well, for me, not only because of the of the you know the the parallels that our stories have, and just you know. Uh, Tony's, you know, his story will always propel mine no matter how my life unfolds. I mean, that's really, that's really the awesome thing about it. But, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's unfortunate to to get back to what I was trying to say. It's unfortunate because I think these days a lot of people who grew up in the political climate that people our age did, you know, they say, oh... You know, if he's that good of a guy, odds are he wouldn't wouldn't have been a politician. I mean, that's just period. But I, you know what he really does. I, you know, he really does live what he preaches, and I think that to me that's the most notable and and really the the most moving thing is that at least when it comes to disability issues and people and Americans with disabilities, he he makes time for you, and he makes time for you when he knows he has nothing to gain from you and when he has nothing to gain for himself. And I think, you know, that is really the test of character. 
um, is how do they treat people who have nothing to give them in return? And how do they treat people when the odds are they'll get no credit for it? Um, that's character. That's that's who somebody really is. And he he lives it. You know, he said I he once said on um, I think it was a Larry King interview years ago. He said, you know, I Larry I. I advocated for the ADA, and I passed the ADA because it was the right thing to do. I did it because it was the right thing to do. And I think there's a real Boy Scout, well, I don't even know if Boy Scout's a good term anymore, but there's a, um, you know, there's a hardcore um, ethicalness, if I can make up a word, that, you know, people might, cynics might attribute nowadays, and let's say, oh, yeah, okay. You know, he did it because it's the right thing to do. Okay, well, you know, effing great. I mean, yeah, first of all, that's not going to have any pull. Second of all, how many people you really know who do things because it's the right thing to do? No, I mean, I'm not saying that he operates like that in every area of his life necessarily, but certainly when it comes um, to the issues he cares about and the groups that he cares about, I mean, he absolutely does. Um, yeah, he responded to my email outreach with a phone call um, when I was a deer in the headlights, I returned home to start over, and he had nothing, nothing to gain. Um, you know, he didn't expect or desire any reward for it, and he knows that, and I know that, and I think we all know people with that who are that gracious and just with, with generosity that's that genuine. And I think especially now it's important to note those people and without kissing their ass just to say, yeah, you know, it's... He really is and really does try to live what he preach what he preaches and that's that's great.